Hello and welcome to the Trinity Podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. In this episode, we're talking all about the Mediterranean diet, which is all over the news at the moment, and it's been selected as the number one diet for 2019, according to the annual US News and World Report. So every year they create a list of the best and worst diets ranked in order of nutritional value, simplicity, safety, effectiveness for losing weight, and preventing heart disease and diabetes. So in this episode, we're going to discuss whether the Mediterranean diet really is the best diet for 2019, what are the pitfalls, what could work better, especially if you struggle to stick to diets in the past. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Trinity podcast. So the Mediterranean diet is supposed to be, what is it? The best, the number one diet for 2019? It's the number one most fantastic diet for 2019, according to some kind of, it's some survey that a US newspaper has done where they've looked at the 10 best diets for 2019 to follow. Then every single newspaper has jumped on this article and they're all championing the Mediterranean diet. So we thought we'd go through and just go through what is it? Is it good? Is it bad? Should you follow it in 2019? And what's the what's the best way to go about it if you if you want to? And I should also explain that I'm wearing a hat because my hair looks rubbish. If the video is being shown, <laughs> no one wants to see that. <laughs> so, what is it, Ben? First of all, let's let's explain what it is for everyone. The Mediterranean diet. It's uh, I don't know when it was when it was actually when it came out, but it's quite a, it's quite old. You've probably heard of it if you're if you're listening to it and you've been in and out of dieting for a few years. But it's essentially a way of life or a way of eating and living where you you follow the practices that people who live in Mediterranean countries, so bordering the Mediterranean Sea, um, follow because they are apparently less likely to suffer from cancer, heart disease, and a whole host of other things are less likely to be um, overweight. So it's not like a prescriptive plan like Weight Watchers or Slimming World or something where they say you need to eat these exact things. It's kind of just a set of guidelines about what to eat, what not to eat, um, and whether you should, what kind of lifestyle you should live. So I'll bring up now the, there's a Mediterranean diet food pyramid. Anyone watching on the the uh, video version will be able to see this. But I'll just go through kind of the whole thing. You know, it's one of those food pyramids. So if I start at the bottom, the bottom is like the thing you should do the most of. And then as it goes up, it's like do less and less of these things. So the bottom of the pyramids, be physically active, enjoy meals with others. Sounds great. You've got all these pictures of like, they've got a picture of two people dancing. And it looks like next to these two people dancing, there's some some sort of weird purple ghost man (laughs) dancing behind them. Then you've got a family enjoying food. To an old couple walking together and two kids playing football. So generally, you know, don't just sit on your on your ass watching TV all day. And I think and then you move up the sorry pyramid. to, to interrupt. Ahead, I think that's supposed to be the foundation. The foundation of it is to be active and enjoy meals with others, like before you even worry about the food, or as, as like at the same time you do the food, you need that foundation. I think that's what it means. And I've done some research. It was actually from the 1960s originally, the concept came around. So this is not a new concept. And that's probably a good thing because things that have been around for a long time tend to actually make a lot of make a lot of sense. Most of the time, you do have some things which you know people used to do, but they don't do anymore. I'm trying to think of one now, but I can't really think of anything. 
There was that paint that they used to paint watches with in the, in the was it the war? I don't know why I'm linking it to the war. That radioactive paint that <laughs> was luminous that people would like paint <laughs> on their nails and teeth or something. And then it was actually radioactive, so it killed people. Smoking on aeroplanes. And asbestos. They used to use asbestos in everything until they found out it causes cancer. But mm. but this hopefully the Mediterranean diet is not one of those things. Yeah, it stood the test of time, basically. Because 50 years on, it's... 50, 60 years on, it's, it's actually still the number one diet. Or is the number one diet. Well, the number one trend that people are going to jump on in 2019. Whether or not say. it's the number one thing to do. Who knows? So after you've done the foundation, which is to actually exercise and, you know, move yourself more, which you should be doing if you want to be fit and healthy because it's essential. It then goes on to what you should eat. I agree with some of it. I disagree with other parts of it. But basically fruits, vegetables, grains, olive oil, beans, nuts, legumes. Legumes are like, what are legumes? Like chickpeas and so um, Or is that, or are they just vegetables? No, no, they are chickpeas split peas lentils beans they're slightly different oh it's actually it's actually listed beans separately but i'm pretty sure i thought some beans anyway legumes pulses Mm. things like that and then you've got seeds herbs and spices now a lot of it's good the fruits vegetables grains i think if you ate it in the proportions shown on this diagram it would be quite good there's like a little bit of bread and pasta in there i don't know why they haven't got is that rice thing that is mm. rice they've got rice in there i would be tempted to say you probably don't want to eat too much like tons of bread and tons of pasta and it also if you're doing this the ideal it way. says mostly whole grains doesn't it so it's, that's basically saying not white bread not white pasta mm. not much of those i'm convinced white bread is fine though compared to brown bread i don't think brown bread is significantly better that's my let's get let's get into the bread conversation in a, in a, in a bit because i know we're, we're gonna go there but basically you um yeah, that generally eat loads of fruit and vegetables, which is a good recommendation. Then once you've gone through that, you move up to the next level of the pyramid, which has got fish and seafood in it. Again, all of that is good stuff, great to eat. You move up, and then it's poultry, eggs, cheese, and yogurt. So moderate portions, daily to weekly, so a little bit less of cheese and eggs and stuff. Um, personally, I'd probably put the the chicken down in the other section. But anyway, let's keep going. Above that. You've got meat and sweets. So sweets, I'm guessing they're thinking just desserts. I think that's an old school word for desserts, yeah. isn't it? And then outside of this pyramid, I don't know where these things really fit in, but you have drink water, which I guess means just all the time. And then you have drink wine in moderation Yeah. on the side as well. Um, I don't know why they've chosen... They've probably only put that in there just because they've looked at Mediterranean people and said they drink wine. So I, I genuinely think it's part, part of it. Of but the diet, I guess. They haven't noticed they haven't put anything to do with fizzy drinks or orange no. or ju- fruit juice or any of those sugary drinks. Like, that's just not part of it. It's basically water or wine. Mm. It's almost like Jesus turning water into wine, but uh, there's no other drinks, are there? No. But there you go. It's basically you just you eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, um, and there's quite a lot of carbs in there, but I would. I've got my problems with it, but it's fine. It's all right. Then, you, then you've got your protein from fish and seafood, which is good again. Um, and then as it goes up, it's basically limiting your saturated fat intake and limiting your sugar intake and increasing your intake of vegetables, which is... Yeah, and you can have generally... some healthy fats. They've got avocado on there. They've got olive oil on there. And nuts, nuts yeah, yeah, as well. Olives. 
Right, so I'll stop that. So that's what it is. That's what it is. So what's actually good about that then? You you kind of went into that a little bit, but there's lots of good things about it, I in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's... I'm happy to see this as the diet recommendation for 2019 rather than something like, you know, one of those stupid shake diets or like detox tea or like fat burning injections or just any diet where you have to starve yourself or one that's just just anything really restrictive i'm happy to see this rather than something like that yeah like a so 1200 calorie first, diet or cambridge diet or any of those yeah i think there've been quite a lot of, i think there've been quite a lot of ridiculous diet trends that have been the number one approach for you know previous years compared to this which is fairly good i think the best thing about it well the best two things about it i think are the food recommendations are good they're sensible for the most part, I would probably make a few little tweaks. I mean, the food recommendations we make in Trinity are basically the same thing, just slightly slightly different. And then the fact that it says you must do physical activity as a foundation is is excellent as well. Yeah, I agree. Like, you've got to move, and so many people don't move nowadays. So there's lots of benefits to what Ben's saying. So, like, the food recommendations, they're basically avoiding sugar, like even back in the 1960s when there was this foundation of it, the, the, the reason there's all these statistics right on there for the Mediterranean people, lower heart disease than America. And I think England is becoming closer and closer to America in these things because our food and exercise habits and lifestyle habits are more and more like that than they are Europe, regardless of Brexit and all the rest of it. So that, yeah, I think go on. My, my theory on that is probably like, I think, uh, I'm seeing more and more people having very, very busy, stressful lives these days. And I think that leads to that leads to problems with food and exercise, I think. Like you have America, which is arguably probably the most built up country in the world. Well, they don't, they have very little holiday, don't they? Yeah, they have yeah. Long working hours and all that kind of stuff. And then in, in England, as people start, I don't know, I don't think I see a lot of people in more high pressure sort of careers and situations in their life. And then that tends to lead to problems with people's food but um i can't remember what point you're making go but you continue with what one. you were saying especially that's a good point because especially women like in our trinity movie if you haven't seen it ben talks about the working woman's dilemma which is something we've kind of come to realize is a bigger issue than anyone's really talking about that women generally nowadays after developments with the industrial revolution and the wars and the civil rights movement women now have the pressures of pretty much being expected to have a job or a career or some sort of work, whether it's part-time or full-time, <coughs> and that's expected to look after the household. I think in our generation, it's shifting more to be a share of the responsibilities, but most of the people we coach who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, they've still got those those old-school trends of the, the woman should look after the domestic duties, and they're also expected to work now. So the stress is this crazy high thing. And like one thing I noticed, Ben, in... Yeah, working with some of my one-to-one clients is that with all the stress and the exhaustion and lack of sleep, having kids and working and all the rest of it comes like wanting to try and find use food for, for to try and boost your energy, even though your body's in a really bad state and not exercising and not healthy and not eating well, then it's like, I'll have sugar to try and get a temporary energy boost because I'm not looking after myself. Um, or I have caffeine and loads and loads of coffee and probably like the cake that comes with it. So basically the opposite of what this diet is saying. 
Although, interestingly, they don't talk about coffee. I think in Italy they probably do have coffees, but... Yeah, that's the Mediterranean. Go. They definitely, yeah, definitely drink a lot of coffee in Italy. I think that's probably another thing which is fine. I think if you're... It, it depends on who you are. I can drink coffee all day long and I'll be fine, energy level-wise. But oh, I think... Not me. It's, it's probably a huge problem if you're... If you drink, if you consume loads of sugar and loads of coffee, and you just survive on those two things, then you're in a really bad situation there. And you're using them to make up for not treating your body well as well, because basically, yeah, like I, I sleep well as well. I sleep like eight hours a day, every day. Yeah. And then I also drink coffee. So it's not like I'm drinking coffee because I'm exhausted. If you see what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's not a pick you up. But basically, this this Mediterranean diet is like, because the thing you you said, oh yeah, they have coffees. The thing I kind of noticed though, again, people are not really chugging 10 coffees in Italy, it's, as far as I can tell. Whereas you go somewhere like New York, which is super hectic, or London, like where I am, and people are drinking coffee and then they're having another coffee with lunch and another coffee in the afternoon or a cake for sugar rush or a cake for sugar. Same in America because, because of this stressful lifestyle. Whereas the Mediterranean diet is basically about moderation and they're much better at living moderation, maybe because they've been brought up on this type of diet and this type of lifestyle. Whereas over here, we are not good at moderation. So whilst I think it's a great principle, like moderation is the key. Like if you could already, like those people, if you're listening and you struggle to be in shape, generally the reason people are not in shape is because there's not moderation. There's too much work, too much stress, too too many processed foods or sugary foods or sugary drinks or alcohol and not enough of the healthy stuff. So the moderation is out the window. I'm kind of, I feel like everyone knows moderation. I don't know, what do you think? I think everyone kind of knows moderation is a good idea. Maybe they don't. Maybe that's an assumption. I think most people know what they should be doing. So I guess there are gonna be people who are absolutely clueless and they think donuts are good for them. But <laughs> other than those people who I have somehow hidden from all media for their entire life, most people know that if you eat you mainly need to be eating healthy foods and you need to be exercising quite a bit and not not treating your body badly all the time, then you're generally going to be fit and healthy. I think going back to what you were saying about coffee, people aren't chugging like 10 coffees in Italy. When do we get, I remember when we were, when we were in Europe, I don't, I don't remember if we spent much time in Italy or not. Well, when we were, in when we were on the retreat, this is what I'm thinking oh, in of. Spain. Like in, the, in Spain, whenever you go to places like that, you'll see like a little coffee shop in Europe somewhere and you'll see just people just like sitting and chatting, like relaxing and chatting in the middle of the day with their friends kind of thing. I think they have a much more relaxed attitude to life over there. Not everywhere, I guess, but yeah, it's definitely in the Mediterranean area because it's warmer and sunnier and there's actually lots yeah. of nice things to do. And they also will have, they have siesta. They'll have like a small coffee. That's the other thing. And coffee is quite a good example of like, because the reason I keep talking about coffee is it kind of represents a lot of things. For people listening i'm not just it's not just coffee but the portion size of the coffee represents the portion size of a lot of things they're having and it may not be an espresso but it'll be a little cup it's not like that starbucks like bowl you can get the venti bowl of, of like and it's not hot like chocolate um, or whatever latte with loads of sugar on the yeah. top it's basically a dessert yeah it's not that thing it's just like a, a one shot of espresso which is like six calories with some hot hot water in it yeah and then they just drink it as it is um, and that, I, I actually think those drinks almost summarize the differences really well. It's like they're having a small coffee. It might be an espresso or like a, it wouldn't be an Americano. They wouldn't call it like that. What do they call the black coffee over there? I don't know, a filter coffee. Or sm- even a small cappuccino. Like that's the, but that still won't be anything like what you have here. Whereas here, you can get the like gingerbread 
what's the Christmas one or egg nut latte, whatever, huge thing, massive, big of like sugary cream. It's like 600 calories. Like you could eat a roast dinner that's less calories than, than one of those. And so that moderation thing sounds great, but I don't know. What do you think? It's, it's harder to do in principle. Like we coach people on this. It's very difficult to just say, try and eat some healthy food, which is basically what the Mediterranean diet is and try and exercise a bit. Yeah, I think uh, the Mediterranean diet overall, the principles inside of it are really good, like eat good food in moderation. But the problem most people are going to have is not that they're going to pick the wrong diet in 2019. It's that whatever they choose, they're not going to be able to stick to it. That's the biggest problem. Everybody knows, well, as you said, the approach is basically just eat everything in moderation. But the problem people have is not being able to do that. That's the that's the biggest problem. Yeah, eat everything in moderation, so, eat less processed food, eat less sugar. Like, those kind of things are known universally, aren't they, I think, now. As you said, unless you're hiding under a rock, you probably know sugar's not good for you anymore. So to someone who's looking at the Mediterranean diet thinking, like, should I do this? Is this a good thing to follow in 2019? Uh, yes, would be my answer. It's a great thing to follow. But the challenge you're going to have, the thing you need to figure out is not whether the Mediterranean diet is good or not, because we've taught you that. But how are you going to stick to the Mediterranean diet? So this is where we move on to um, kind of the bad points of the Mediterranean diet. So I'll let you go through the first one, Rob. Okay. First one's very simple. that we've So we've gone through the Mediterranean diet, as Ben said. It's very similar to what we actually teach people, but we don't teach it all at once. Um, but here's the thing. like This is what we've learned through coaching well over, I don't know what the number is. Is it 6,000 women yet? I should know. It's over 5,000. It must be up to 6,000. I use the number 5,000, but of course yeah. it grows every every month. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, let's say 5,000. We've coached over 5,000 women now, and we've learned it doesn't really matter how good the diet is. Like we've, we've spent our first three years with Trinity trying to make the best diet we could, and it's very similar to the Mediterranean diet. Just we teach it gradually so it's not overwhelming. But the point is... It doesn't matter if you give someone the best diet if they can't stick to it. Like if your willpower is really low currently, your self-belief is really low, your habits are not good with food, then it doesn't really matter. And this is the problem. Like you could buy the book. I think it's, it's a book, The Mediterranean Diet, or there's lots of advice online. You could read it all. It's very clear. It's not that complicated. But if you don't have any willpower as it is, it's not going to give you that willpower you need to stick to it. It's not going to help restructure your life to stick to it. So I think the first the first thing that's really really needs you need to think about before you jump into it is like have I just been lazy and do I really have the willpower or have I actually been trying to diet loads already and is this just going to be another one that I can't stick to because I don't know how to stick to a diet? You got anything to add to that? Yeah, I was talking about this in uh, one of my one to ones the other day. There's a book called The One Thing, which you may have. You've read Rob, yeah. probably, uh, which is, it's kind of a prime time management prioritization book, which is about like how to, you know, how to figure out what's the thing you should do first. And one of the principles in that is you've got to, if you think about the, what's the one thing that if you solve that problem will make every, all your other problems go away. I think for a lot of people, that problem is the willpower. So they're trying to solve the problem of like, I need the right nutrition plan. I need to know what exercises to do. And then they just think, right, I've got those two things. Now I'll force myself to do it. But the thing that's making it really, really difficult for them to actually exercise and eat well, aka to stay in shape, 
is the willpower. But so the first thing they should really focus on is the willpower. If they solve the willpower issue, then all of their other problems go away. Suddenly they can stick to exercise fine. They can stick to eating well and in moderation fine. They can stop binge eating. They can stop emotional eating. They can stop comfort eating. They can stop self-sabotaging. They can stop drinking too much. All of those other things go away. Probably loads. It's probably everything else. Like they can stop watching too much social media. They can stop watching too much junk on TV. If you have bad willpower, generally your life is really not going to work. So it might be that the first thing you need to figure out in 2019, you've got the entire year to try and lose weight and get the body you want. But if you if you're looking at your life and thinking I don't have any willpower at the moment and that's been holding me back, then that might be the first thing that you try and solve. So your goals might want to be about boosting your willpower as well as trying to lose weight and also it's it's normal like new years is a time when everyone kind of has the motivation don't they i, I this is what i'm finding anyway it's like everyone's kind of motivated now because it's like there's a start of a new year we're going to put it all behind us christmas is in the past now it's a fresh start but it, we're talking about actually you need to sustain that willpower for three six months probably if you want to if you want to lose one two to two stone which a lot of people do you're going to need to sustain that through that length of time whether it's a Mediterranean diet or anything else. So having it just now is fine. You probably will have willpower for the first two weeks. But then there's that day, what's it called? Is it Blue Monday? The day, the most depressing the day most of the depressing year. depressing day of the year. Yeah. Let me find out when it is exactly. I think it's the, is it the second Monday or third Monday of January or something or Tuesday? It'll tell you. Um, the third Monday of January. Almost got that. That's not very long. So that's um, let me have a look at the calendar. Where are we now? We're in January. We've got two weeks. The first Monday is the seventh, so it's the twenty-first of January. Mm. That's three weeks. That could be it. That could be when it all comes crashing down. Well, that's that's the average. The reason why it's a depressing day, most depressing day of the year. We should explain this to everyone. Is that typically that's the day that most people, on average, have failed their New Year's resolutions. And it's going to be down to what we're talking about here, which is a lack of willpower. It's a lack of understanding about what creates willpower how to sustain willpower like none of that is really taught in dieting and yet that's that's fundamental to any change isn't it like any change you want to make in your life if you run out of steam it's not going to happen because any important change takes more than three weeks you might lose half stone yeah. in three weeks but you put it back on in one if you have a bad week so that is the yeah, first sure. sticking point we'd say like it's more. It's not really a problem with the diet, but it's a problem with if you think the diet you're going to do the diet. Make sure you know how you're going to get get round that willpower hurdle if you have if you do struggle with willpower. Right. Next up, then, what else? What else with the Mediterranean diet isn't so good. What else I think is not very good is the the lack of a clear structure to it so it's kind of i think overall as a set of guidelines it's great as in you know eat good foods in moderation exercise more fantastic guidelines everybody should be sticking to but when you're just given guidelines it's very difficult to actually it can be difficult to know where to start so like what's the first thing i should do and then and then if if you're not clear enough you'll be in a situation where you're in the supermarket thinking right i've got to do my shopping now for the mediterranean diet but I'm not quite sure. Can I eat this? Can I eat that? Can I eat this? And then you just get to the point where you're like, screw it. I don't know what I'm doing here. I, I don't have the knowledge. And then you just you just end up buying a normal shop because it's too frustrating, too difficult, and not clear enough. So I think that's another problem with it. Yeah, and I think it's, it's also the fact that it's all at once. As far as I can tell, it's like 
You've got to eat this and this and this and this and this and this and not eat this and not eat this and not eat this and not eat this and do exercise and do this. So if you're already busy and stressed, it's just going to be so overwhelming because that's like a million. If you think of how many changes someone's got to make, like if you're listening to this, think of how many things I've got to change. If I've got to go from eating primarily this to eating primarily that. And this food's got to come out, and that food's got to come out, and that drink I'm having has got to come out, and that drink's got to come out, and that other thing, and I've got to start exercising, I've got to figure out what exercise I've got to do, I've got to sleep more, I've got to drink water, I've got to drink a little bit of wine, but not too much wine. It's a lot of decisions for someone to have to make. I think that's, like, we've we've learned this as well. Just Just throwing someone the perfect diet plan doesn't mean that they can actually put it into practice when it's, it's, it tends to get overwhelming. And when you get overwhelmed, as you said, just just go back to what you used to do or what you did before Christmas. So what's next? So there's there's a couple of things. What else isn't so good about it? Next, uh, you kind of covered this one, but going from nothing oh, yeah, did. <laughs> straight into this is going to be difficult. So going from nothing to suddenly eating really healthy is going to be very difficult, especially if you've just come out of Christmas where you've just eaten loads of your body weight and chocolate and, and wine and unhealthy delicious foods um it's a very difficult shift to make especially if you've never been able to do this in the past but yeah i'll move on to the next one i think the worst thing with it is if you're trying to do the mediterranean diet as a weight loss thing i think as a health health recommendation it's probably really good like eat good foods exercise more it's going to get you healthy but if you have a really specific need AKA you want to drop a couple of dress sizes or lose a couple of stone. I, I, a lot of people, that's what they want. That's kind of their primary thing. That's the thing that's causing them the most pain. That they're overweight and they're stuck and they're unable to lose that weight. They they desire to be smaller and fit into different clothes. Um, but without any guidance on calories and portion sizes, which you don't get with the Mediterranean diet, there's no guarantee that you'll actually see that that weight loss or those results in the mirror. You could eat. If you're eating this, if I go back to that food pyramid, if you're eating like huge loaves of bread, massive bowls of pasta and like covering just, if you're eating all that stuff, loads and loads of nuts, loads of avocado, loads of bananas, and you could eat thousands and thousands of calories a day, and then it's just not going to work. You're not going to see weight loss if you're eating too much. That's just the fundamental principle. Any approach to losing weight, you need to be taking in less calories than your body needs slightly less calories than your body needs. You don't have to go super low and restrict yourself and starve yourself. I think that's not good. But you you can't eat 4,000 calories a day and lose weight. Most people can't. Some people can, but most people can't. Unless you're like one of those strong men or someone you're going to struggle, or Michael Phelps. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. So don't kid yourself. But Ben and I have been doing research into this diet, and the more we look at it, everything that talks about it says, oh, yeah, and you also have to track how many calories you're having. If you want it to, if you want to do it for weight loss, you need to still make sure you can control your your your, your portion size and calories. Otherwise, it won't. You won't probably get weight loss from it. So there you go. And I think, I think going back to your last point, that that then adds to the difficulty that if you want to do it for weight loss, you need to do all of the changes that have been said. So all the healthy food choices and the exercise, and you need to track your calories at the same time and that's again a really really overwhelming so instead i would recommend just taking a bit of a slower approach you, you're gonna have to do if you want to do the mediterranean diet and see weight loss on it you're gonna have to do all that stuff but just start with like start with pieces of it so start with the exercise maybe get that down after the first couple of weeks then maybe do either the food choices or the calories whatever's easier for you get that get into a habit with that 
and then slowly build it up so you're doing all of it which is kind of the approach that we take rather than here's a here's a diet do everything at once yeah absolutely that would work way better well, that is what, what we've learned anyway isn't it yeah another thing I would say that's not so good with it is there's no real specific exercise guidelines so it kind of just says do exercise which is great if you're already doing it or you kind of know something you're good at but a lot of people are, have not exercised for a long time and they don't really enjoy it that much especially like not being good at something let's say you're out of shape or you're not in as good a shape as you used to be I don't know what you find Ben it's not very encouraging to go back to it or to want to do something you're not that good at like I don't like I'll, I'll force myself to do it because I've got good willpower but like going to a yoga class and when I'm naturally really inflexible even though I stretch for 20 minutes every day like I don't love it because it's not that nice so I'm not I'm not like I want to do yoga every day I did force myself to do that once but well, I am doing it at the moment actually so <laughs> we'll move on from that but the point is if you're not that good at something and you don't have that much willpower it's very difficult to then just be like someone says oh do some exercise and you're like yeah yeah sure you'll probably be like do a session or hurt loads you'll have terrible soreness and be like okay I don't really want to do it or you'll go in the gym it'll be too intimidating and scary which they can be and think I don't want to do it or I try and do it at home I don't really know what I'm doing so that the fact that there's no real guidelines about how to exercise what type of exercise is most effective um, for your position because someone who's at home needs a different thing who's someone who's going to be working out in the gym um, there's all sorts of different guidelines you need that it doesn't really provide anything for that so again print principle wise it's very very good but specifics and like actionable stuff it seems to be very lacking I would say unless unless there's some version of it we've not seen which I don't think that's the case I think it's more principle yeah, it could have Okay, what's, what else? I think I think we just had one more thing we wanted to talk about in terms of what's not so good. What what, what would you say is the last thing, Ben? The last thing is, um, I mean, you could, you, you, it's easier to get it because, well, there's no sort of guarantee. I mean, there's no guidelines, specific guidelines on portion sizes. It's all like this in moderation, this sometimes, this a couple of times a week. You could easily get it wrong, I think, and just end up having like breakfast. I'm going to have some nice bread with uh, butter on it, cheese on top, and they're going to have a glass of wine. <laughs> for breakfast. You, you could easily just go for the, the bread, the pasta, the wine, and just eat eat those, just pick the delicious parts of it, and leave it, like, forget all the vegetables, or just get not eat enough vegetables. Um, I think you could easily over-consume some of the more delicious foods in there, if you don't have the right... Yeah, you could almost eat bread or pasta every much. meal. Mm. Toast for breakfast, pasta for lunch probably bread or I don't know you could you could somehow have bread for dinner eggy bread I know you like an eggy bread I don't I never eat that anymore but yeah, that's, a, I love that's it. a mountain biking um, treat or yogurt you can eat loads of yogurt again I used to eat loads of yogurt at uni when I was in first year and funny enough I didn't get leaner because it's full of sugar yeah you could get that wrong as well I mean there's yogurt which will be good, great to eat like you could eat Greek yogurt all the time and it'd be fine but then most yogurt on the shelf if you don't know how to read the packet properly you won't know the difference between a yogurt which is like packed with sugar and a yogurt which is fine so i just i genuinely thought all, knowing that i know that people listening might not think this is funny ben will think this is funny just because of the the journey we've been on with health and fitness and now what we know my first year of university i was going to the gym a lot but i thought yogurt all yogurt was really healthy so i bought like i'd buy like 48 petty for lose and, and eat like six a day <laughs> 
and I drink I drink a whole carton of orange juice as well, or I'd have um, the entire big pot of like onkin yogurt. I thought it was healthy, so I just ate all of it. And then, in fact, for anyone listening, with the reason that's amusing is it's you may know <coughs> it's pretty much all sugar. So that would be a no go on the Mediterranean diet, actually. But the guidelines are so vague, as we've said, that it might seem like you could you could eat that and lots of other things that are not really going to work that well, and probably lead to having too many calories. And then not losing weight, and then assuming it doesn't work. So Ben, what's the solution to all this? We've talked about kind of the good parts of it, in principle how it's great, the bad parts of it. What would you say for someone listening if they're thinking they they want to they want to pick out the best diet? They've been reading about the best diet in 2019. What's the solution? Um, overall, I think the Mediterranean diet is pretty good. I think the problem with it is it's like. Um, it's one of those things where you go and you go to buy something and when you get to the checkout you realize that nothing was included like you buy a laptop and then it's like oh actually you also need to buy the charger and you need to buy this memory upgrade and you need to buy all of this so it's like it's it's part of a solution it's kind of halfway there but there's so much you need to add on to it that at the end of the day you're not going to end up really doing doing it as it was laid out so it's like a modified version of it where you've added the workouts and the calorie tracking and all that kind of stuff um but yeah, I think if you're looking for what approach to follow in 2019, there's two things you need to consider. Number one is what do you actually want to achieve? So is your aim to be healthy, to get stronger, to perform well in exercise, like do a, you know, do a run or an event or something to lose weight, to gain confidence, to feel happier? Um, just, first of all, just sit down and figure out what you actually want to achieve. We covered this in our first podcast if you'd like want to go back and dig back through the archives and have a little look at that. But um first figure out what you actually want because it may be that your biggest problem is that you just you're lacking confidence and you could fix that confidence problem very quickly which would then make it easier to lose weight it may be that you don't really care about how you look in the mirror or your weight and you just want to go you want to be able to do runs and like show up to an exercise class and not feel really out of shape or it may be that you do want to just you want to lose weight you want to get smaller and fit into different clothes but you need to be clear on actually what you want to achieve so that you can pick an approach which which matches that. For example, if you follow the Mediterranean diet as it is, the main thing it's going to help you do is probably just get healthy. That's it. All these other goals, they're going to take a bit, bit of a more specific approach. So first, get clear on what you want to achieve so you can pick an approach that helps you do that. And then the second thing, can have a think about what you can actually stick to long term. So if you're looking... If you're going from nothing with no willpower and you're deciding to stick to this complicated, super healthy diet, are you really going to stick to it long term or are you going to do it for two weeks and then come Blue Monday, first, first third Monday of January, you're just going to pack it all in. Maybe you've done that in previous years. Maybe it's not worked out in the past. You pack it all in and you fall off the wagon and then you end up back at square one. So you've got to think, what can you stick to long term and how are you going to stick to something long term? So... Does the approach you're going to follow so solve the root cause of the problems that you're having? So if the problem is, you know, you you have no consistency and no willpower, or you don't have enough time, how can you solve that problem? Rather than just saying, how what am I going to eat? What exercise am I going to do? You might want to start asking better questions like, how am I going to find the time to look after my health, or how can I improve my self-esteem so I don't feel bad about putting myself first? Or how can I boost my willpower, my motivation, so that I can make good choices with food and exercise? So think about how are you going to stick to that for life rather than just how are you going to stick to something for the, 
the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I can't really say it better than that. Figure out the root cause, address the root cause. Maybe the Mediterranean training diet does that, but as Ben said, it doesn't necessarily come with all the tools you need. Now, how, how I know we, we do a lot of work on this, to solving root cause of problems. How can people find out more about that? Where can they go? I know we have lots of free resources for them. Uh, I think the best thing to do is probably if you head to uh, trinitytransformation.co.uk, we have a, well, first thing you can do is you can sign up for our email list on that page, or you can check out our Trinity documentary, which basically explains what we call the F3 formula, which is our system, which is going to help you to basically improve, well, solve the root cause of those problems, which you're having with food and exercise. And inside that documentary, we'll explain why those problems exist and how you can start overcoming them by using our F3 formula. All right, go ahead, check that out now. If you're watching the video, I'll put the link below this video. Otherwise, yeah, head over to the website, trinitytransformation.co.uk. You can sign up to the email list there and you can watch the documentary there as well. So that almost brings us to the end of today's Trinity podcast. But before you go, we have some important information for you. Number one, if you're currently not subscribed on iTunes or Stitcher to the Trinity podcast, click that subscribe button and get yourself subscribed so you're first to hear when new episodes go live. Number two, if you're not currently getting access to the daily motivation emails and action guides found at trinitytransformation.co.uk, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk and get that done today and we'll start sending them your way. And number three, last but not least, if you're listening to this show and you're getting value from it, first of all, do the things we talk about here. And secondly, you don't pay us to do this. So instead, we ask you simply to share this show with one person you think it could help today. It's only fair. This is Rob Burkhead and this has been the Trinity Podcast. We'll see you on the next one.